0: To it in, twist the knife to bone again Like the coldest winter winds well, I can't keep him out And in the sand, well, I'll draw the map as planned With the two-day black top ten well, I'll just walk the line
1: This is Now You're Seeing It, a podcast where we share stories and experiences about how hunting, fishing, and generally getting outdoors can help us become healthier, happier, better people. I am your host, Jacob McPherson. Let's gear up and get in the woods. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Jacob McPherson. This is episode number 18, A Turkey Day Story. I wish I could tell you all about an epic Thanksgiving morning turkey hunt where two best friends were going to have a little sneak in on seven turkeys that one of the friends had seen roost the night before and was 100% that an epic turkey day hunting story was in store for them both. Well, that 100% didn't happen. Things actually turned out very differently Maybe permanently, maybe not. Time will tell. Um, first, I seriously, <laughs> I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. I hope you all had a wonderful holiday with your friends and family. And being into the month of December, uh, happy Hanukkah to all my brothers and sisters out there that pray that way. Happy holiday to you all. Um, so the brief preview of the show was unfortunately about myself and a fella I once called brother, not my actual brother. Um, Full disclosure, I say brother and sister to literally everyone. But when I look you in the eye and clearly address you as brother like it's your name, it's not something to take for granted. Um, I will go above and beyond to help save a brother or sister in need but I will always keep a firm grasp on my own self-preservation and make sure that I am safe, happy, and healthy. Now, let's get in the woods. This past Thanksgiving, I was told a brother, air quote, of mine was going to be alone on Turkey Day unexpectedly. He... Was thinking he was going to have his son. Turns out he didn't. Um, he was pretty beat up about it. And it wasn't going to be his holiday. So his plan was to go into the woods, get shit faced and drink his emotions into oblivion. Uh, I wasn't going to let that happen. You know, I told him on Tuesday that I would come up to his place, which is close to where he was wanting to hunt, where he saw the birds But, you know, it's about a 160 mile round trip, you know, from my house. So I was going to go up to his place either late Wednesday night or, you know, crazy early Thursday morning. Uh, The original plan was kind of a team style deer hunt, you know, tree climber scenario where we could basically have a visual on each other throughout the hunt and, you know, maybe do something cool. But, you know, the week got super busy for me you know, with home stuff, family stuff, and really just trying to make ends meet financially, you know, I was starting to not get completely stoked about going and spending money I didn't have and things in that nature, you know, taking time away from my family. And the payoff of what I was fearful for was to possibly be slurred to and fallen over all night long you know, before getting to smell beer breath all morning in the woods. So I wasn't stoked. We'll just put it that way. However, you know, I felt the need to be there for my friend. And I do just want to pause real quick and explain my absolute disdain for beer breath. Um, I lost both my father and my stepfather that raised me both at 59 years old Their deaths occurred only a couple years apart from each other. But what's worse was my father had literally drank himself to death. So my entire childhood, I remember the smell of beer breath. And it would almost permeate his house. So it reminds me of that. And I hate it. So, okay, back to the story. (laughs) So I decided Wednesday to that to save my sanity i would just wait and drive up the next morning thursday morning and meet him at the conservation area that we're going to and as i had this thought my phone goes off and it was a text it's him and i believe it was probably around about 8 30 at night and the text read paint your face bro we're gonna get monster turkeys in the a.m now some of y'all know me. Some of y'all don't well enough to know that turkeys and turkey hunting is my crack cocaine. I will interrupt people if I hear them talking about the country because I wasn't paying attention to context and thought they were talking about the birds. So I'll admit that it's it's really bad. And you know, on the phone, he sounded good. He, he ended up calling me as I was getting my stuff together you know, and, and called me and was, got me fired up because he was telling me how he saw seven turkeys. He saw them fly up to the roost. He waited till nightfall so he wouldn't spook them out. I mean, it was set up, signed, sealed, deliver for the most part. And, you know, so I was on the way by shoot 845, fully loaded decoys, calls, blinds. I got a little bag I call the kitchen sink that I bring for turkeys. It's kind of covers all the bases. So, you know, on the phone, he sounded good and sharp and real serious about the turkey hunt. So I got real serious and excited about it, too. I mean, can you imagine you and your best bud are potentially going to double bird some turkeys on Thanksgiving morning? I mean, how epic of a tale would that be? That's some historic. You know, life shit. But as Elvis says, here comes alcohol. Here comes alcohol. I mean, he doesn't really say that, but man, apparently that shit started flowing like water as soon as we got off the phone because I showed up probably right around 10 o'clock, give or take, 10, 10 30. And he was 10 sheets to the wind. I mean, the man couldn't walk barely talk he couldn't stand without falling over it was super sad and it was kind of disgusting to be honest now i'm not mr straight edge or captain dry camp but especially when it comes to hunting my focus is 100 percent I don't mind good times and good stories, you know, of camp and all that stuff. But my focus does not leave the woods. And I have no tolerance for doing any drink or drug that fucks up my or your tomorrow. It's just a rule I have. And unfortunately, his actions that night completely fucked up our tomorrow. He, we went to bed around 11.15, so it wasn't crazy late with the plan to re- wake up at three 30 in the morning. Cause even though the hunt space was close to his house, we wanted to, he said it would take a long belly crawl to get in on him in the morning. And so we needed to get there before daylight and get all the way up in there. So we wouldn't, you know, give away our movement and whatnot. So at three 30, my alarm went off and I snoozed it cause I was tired and I was sure he was tired, if not, probably still maybe a little drunk and not necessarily jumping out of bed himself. So uh, a few more stews later, I got up at around four o'clock. I made some coffee, had a smoke and waited for my buddy to rise. Um, he did finally come into the kitchen around four fifteen, four twenty. Still dressed from the deer hunt the night before. I mean, face paint smeared and all and asked me with this just blank stare what are we doing so i said we're going you know we're waiting on you bud and he didn't say a word after that he just turned around and walked back down the hallway so i assumed he was going to the restroom or you know going to finish kind of getting geared up and ready or whatnot so i kind of took that as the signal to you know get my shit together and went outside fired up the old truck to get her warm And that took me about, you know, 20 minutes getting all my stuff together and getting this truck, you know, going and all that stuff. So when I came back inside, I was a little surprised not to see him. And, you know, again, I thought, well, maybe he needed to poop or, you know, some people that's just a morning ritual. So, you know, no worries. But once I'd been sitting there for over an hour and got around 5:30 i couldn't really think of any more reasons we weren't already crawling through a field on our way to set up on some thanksgiving turkey and so as i get up and begin to walk down the hall a little pissed off you know annoyed i guess at this point i could hear you know music and sounds coming from down the hall so i went into his room where it was coming from opened the door and was just disappointed pissed sad everything because there he was face down on the bed back passed out snoring with the alarm clock going full volume literally resting on the side of his face so you know not a good look and not something that i am here for i've seen the story too many times that i'm not gonna watch it unfold again so You know, I took my time away from my family, spent money I didn't have, and came to be a brother to this guy on Thanksgiving. And this is my thanks. This is my appreciation. So instead of waking him up or yelling and, or, you know, laughing it off like I have literally always done in the past, this time I felt hurt and disrespected and unappreciated. So, I wasn't going to allow myself to give any more of my personal emotional equity to someone that was simply taking everything and giving nothing in return. So, I hopped in my truck and made the 80 mile drive back to my house where I could spend the day with my family until we went to my mother's for Thanksgiving dinner that afternoon. So, About an hour and a half after I got home, he apparently had woken up and started back drinking where he had left off and starts texting me, you know, what the fuck, bro? You know, you bailed on me, bro. WTF thought we were going to have a turkey hunt this morning. What's going on? And this just tripped my trip. Like, you really have no idea. He knows me. He knows how I am about hunting. He knows my struggles. He knows my successes. And he has zero respect for all of it. He is completely self-centered in everything. And those comments kind of sealed that for me in the moment. So, again, that was my tipping point. And I fired back with, you know, you disrespectful drunk piece of shit. I sacrificed, spent money, and you chose alcohol over brotherhood. You know, he texted back with the beer cheers emoji, which was cool, and said, you can't be drunk all Thanksgiving if you don't start in the morning. So, I mean, I tried a couple more, man. What the hell? That's you unappreciative son of a bitch. And then I even tried the brother, do you hear yourself, but was met by another text of smokers going, you know, wings are on, beer in hand, woohoo. So... I said what I knew his drunk ass would hear. And I just said, I'm sure your son is real proud of you. And that's the last words we've spoken since then. And I do want to say I am not proud, nor do I approve of what I said. I wanted him to hear at least something I said. So I said what I said to get through the drunk brain. And, well, I'm sure it did so what do we get from all that (laughs) where are we where do we even begin to unpack this one you know what are what is the lesson lessons that we can take from this you know as a as a group here and to me it taught me that although the line between supporting someone or enabling someone is often very wide and extremely gray and in all shades if we stay focused on self-preservation, a definite line will appear in the sand. And by self-preservation, I mean self-equity. As humans, we only have so much self-equity to defend our inner being with and to attack our, to attack our problems from you know, within ourselves. And to spend any of yourself on another person is a gift. And if it is not appreciated and respected, it could come back and cause equal or even more damage to ourselves. Like, personal equity in the form of time is absolutely precious. And it should always, always be handled with caution and care. And I believe that'll wrap her up. So we will put a stamp on this one and send it yet again. Thank you all for following along and supporting the podcast. I appreciate each and every single one of you to reach out, to connect with us, to see more content, or to support the show in the form of likes, shares, stars, follows. We are at NYSI Podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Our Facebook is Now You Are Seeing It Podcast. Email nysipodcast at gmail.com. And finally, we do have a lovely website where you lovely listeners can contribute monetarily to the show if you feel so inclined. You can go to nysipodcast.buzzsprout.com, click on the little tab, and show some love. Special thank you, Bryant Carter, Bryant Carter Band. You guys, best in Missouri in my opinion. The song Gone, as well as the album Devil's Washpan, and many others are available on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Amazon Music, and many, many more. You can also check them out on Facebook at the Bryant Carter Band. So definitely check them out and have a listen to some 100% authentic Missouri music. And if you like what you hear, the boys are going to be live at Knuckleheads February 3rd in Kansas City. So make sure to show your support to them in person and enjoy an amazing show. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait because it's my birthday on the 4th. So that kind of makes it perfect for me. Makes it actually even better for the wife because now she didn't even need to think about what to get. It's it My gift has gotten itself, we'll say so again and again thank you all for your precious gift of time that you have given me and I hope to someday return the gift to you until then I will see you in the stick it in twist the
0: knife to bone again like the coldest winter winds I can't keep them out and in the sand the two-day black top ten well, I'll just walk the line I'm gonna go down